Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for another opportunity to grow in you, Lord. We thank you for all the things that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord, and the rest that you have given us, Lord, both naturally and spiritually. God, we thank you for the victory that we have in your name. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, that they are being blessed, that they are maturing in you and growing continually, Lord, that you're increasing them. Their borders are expanding, Lord. They are overcoming new territories, Lord, and you. They are conquering and overcoming. And we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in, of the Word in, in the book of Acts. We are still in chapter 20, and we'll be discussing or continuing our discussion in on the first 12 verses. So if you are just joining us for the first time, or you would like to refresh yourself in the Scriptures and what they say, we want to strongly encourage you to pause the episode now and take the time and opportunity to do that. And then join us after it's done, just to better follow along in the discussion. So mm-hmm. let's pause there for right now. Amen. Amen. All right. And now. We want to open the floor to give each of you the time and opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. All right. Who'd so like to begin? I would. All I right, would, honey. I just want to pick up from um, the previous podcast where we were talking about Eutychus and the, you know, initially when you look at that, you could think, oh, he fell asleep. Tis, 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 you know, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> and look what happened to him as a result because he fell asleep. And... At the same time, you know, on the other side of that, especially looking from the the eyes of love and the heart of compassion and the Lord's mm. perspective, you know, there's there are times where you just want to be in the presence of the Lord. You don't want to miss anything, Amen. even to the point of my eyeballs are barely open, but I still don't want to miss it. You know, I, I'm thinking back to our first date, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we were having um, coffee or tea, and I was so excited to finally be able to go that I was literally falling asleep at the table and just trying with everything that I could to keep my eyelids open. I still had to drive home and everything, but I didn't want to miss a moment because I, I realized that the Lord had brought us together. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is, you know, I've been waiting and praying and listening to you about this, God. And it's finally here. I want to get everything I can out of this moment. So I'm sitting at the table and uh, coffee shop and literally my eyes are closing and I'm trying to sink down in my chair just so I can get one last glimpse out of them. Not, not going like my body trying to relax, but I was like, I still want to see, I know you're tired body, but that's okay. Stay awake, stay awake. <laughs> and you actually had to say something like, okay, okay. <laughs> There'll be another date. <laughs> just go. <laughs> so that way you get home safely. But mm-hmm. I understand that it wasn't because you were boring me. 
or I didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? But my body was like, hey, woman, you've been awake since, you know, five o'clock this morning, four o'clock this morning. And you went to bed late the night before. Your body's tired. We're shutting down. Even though the rest of me was like, just one last glimpse, hold those eyelids open. I can still see a little bit. I can still see. I'm still talking. My words might be slurred, but I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) So just looking at this, this, um, this young man here, having that kind of, this moment matters. Right. What God is doing here and now matters. I want to get the word. I want to hear everything I can. And... Even to the point of, you know, maybe he should have used more wisdom and not sat in the window while that was happening. But I was sitting in a chair. I could have easily fallen off to the floor. Sure. Had my eyes finished closing and you not said something. You not offered the wise counsel of God in the moment. But, you know, just the the, genero- the generosity of God concerning him to even grant that permission, that opportunity for Paul to raise him. Um, it just speaks volumes, but it also speaks to me about him. You know, there is such a thing as wanting to be in the presence of the Lord so much that you're willing to stay there to the absolute last moment that you can versus Mm -hmm. going, let me prepare a place for myself and provide, you know, and there's nothing wrong with using the wisdom of God, but God, again, he knows our hearts and he is generous and gracious and uh, compassionate towards us. Even when out of our love for him, we miss it. Yes. Oh, you know, as you're speaking, um, I'm reminded of, you know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, being in the presence of the Lord, right? If mm-hmm. we look back or if anybody studies out all these great moves of God or revivals when they broke out at all these various places, of course, there were there were major locations, but then there were also, you know, ones that weren't known of as well as some others. Mm-hmm. But everybody wanted to remain there, regardless of where that place, whether if it was in a home, if it was in a church building, if it was in wherever... Revival broke out at mm-hmm. soccer stadiums. People wanted to stay till the absolute last possible minute. They did not want to leave. So much so that they would not even get up out of, I'll say their seat, but they would not give their place up mm-hmm. to, for, I mean, to even go take care of like human bodily functions. Like going to the restroom or something. Right. Like that. To just go to, go to a restroom for 12, 14, 17 hours sometimes that... Like that is reigning in the flesh at all different level that we have not even considered Mm -hmm. or perceived for quite some time. Mm -hmm. But it just shows, well, if we study out all these great revivals in history, right? The heart or their heart towards the Lord. Mm -hmm. Just to be in his presence Mm -hmm. and, and to be pleasing and obedient to him. We have to do what he tells us to do when he tells us to do it, right? Amen. How many times does it say about Jesus? And he healed them all. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. n- numerous times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that can be quick or that can be one individual thing, right? And that's as we we're talking about Eutychus, or you were talking about Eutychus, mm-hmm. right? It, the attention was on Paul. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that because the Lord clearly was even looking out for this individual, Eutychus. Mm-hmm. Like, specifically, purposefully, individually, mm-hmm. right? That, okay, we've got an answer for him. Amen. Right? So it's not just about Paul. It's not just, oh, this great orator or speaker or writer or, you know, oh, well, the anointing is only on this one person. No, no. The Lord, from the beginning, on a relationship with every individual, 
He wills that none should parent, perish, mm-hmm. not just the who we perceive to be the special ones. Mm-hmm. And it's also the same in every move of the Lord. How many times was it the quote-unquote common people <laughs> the, or in the church environment, mm-hmm. right? The, the quote-unquote lay people of the church that were being utilized, mm-hmm. that were even started and kicked off, were used to kick off revivals in certain areas. Amen. And by, I mean, move of the Lord. So understanding that to give us a, a better perspective on what's happening. And, and I say it about about this this thing, but for our own lives. You know, if you know, we hear about it all the time, all these reports. Oh, we have these play, you know, group of people play video games for, you know, hours and days on end. Will, and, and in the grand scheme of life, yeah, it matters to them. But in the grand scheme of life, does it matter really at all? No. Mm-hmm. Well, how much more so should it matter? And should we view it, not that, but view the Lord and desire to be in His presence? Mm-hmm. Amen. For as long as it takes, and you know what I mean? As long as He will choose to remain. Mm-hmm. Right? It says about Joshua, even back in, you know, I'll say the first five books of the Bible, mm-hmm. He never left the tent of meeting. He remained there. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. Well, we sh- that shouldn't just be said about Joshua. That should be our desire as well, right? To be in his presence. Amen. And so let's, let's examine that, that statement about Joshua. We know he physically left. Clearly. Because how did he go to be a spy that would bring back a good report? Right. right. How did he go to fight battles while Moses is holding his arms up on top of the mountain? Fight and lead others to do it. Right. So what God was saying was his heart Amen. was continually with God, and he never departed from what God said is right and what God wanted to have done and his heart being faithful and loyal and in love with God. He didn't depart from that, right? You remember the church in Revelation where he said, return to your first love, right? You've left your first love, return, right? But Joshua did not depart from his first love and he kept his heart with God continually. That's what that that phrase means, not that he was eating and sleeping there um, day in and day out, but he found pleasure in the things of God. He found pleasure in connecting with his God. He found pleasure and did not want to look for another opportunity. He didn't want another option. He didn't want to find another way. He didn't want to do anything. He didn't see anything else that was better. God was his prize. And it was, it was the ultimate prize in his life just to be a part of what God was doing and his um, one-on-one fellowship and connection. Now, again, we know that he didn't physically remain in the temple all the time because he would have ended up violating the Torah by doing that. He would have overstepped his bounds on, on the other. They had to do washings and all that other kind of stuff to be able to go here and there, right? Yes. So he would have had to go and take care of those things as well, as well as do the, the natural bodily functions that are just required, drink some water, use the restroom, things of that nature. So Amen. it's about loyalty in his heart. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome to remember and even to reconcile. And then just seeing how God culminated the situation, just like when, when we're in his divine will, even when the adversary tries to use a moment to steal, right? The premature loss of life for this adv- for this individual, not adversary, but for the, the young man was the adversary trying to steal because he didn't necessarily need to die when he fell out the window. Mm-hmm. People have survived before, right? Right. Yes. We know yes. That. Amen. Not without injury all the time, but it has happened. So the adversary even trying to steal, but don't we know that God knew everything that was going to happen? So Paul could have easily fallen down and said, why did this happen? Lord, I did everything you told me to do. Right. 
yes. goes back to that same Job connection. He didn't blame God. He didn't misread the situation and attribute evil to mm-hmm. God or failure to God. But he understood exactly what was happening. And he was in tune with the Holy Spirit and went down and um, let God use him in raising this, this young man from the dead. Right? You, you just see that and you know that God had already had this preordained. If he had preordained for Paul to come to them at this time, for Eutychus to be there hearing God in that window, he knew that he was also going to fall asleep and fall. But God's, he didn't say, um, oh my, oh me. He just said, I've got the answer and the solution. And he may have prompted Eutychus, hey, sit down out of the window. Or, you know what I mean? He may, we don't know. Eutychus may have missed it. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But God was still there with his gracious response and his gracious answer. And Amen. thankfully, there was somebody in the room that would believe God to do the extra, to do the miraculous, instead of planning the man's burial, right? Because everybody else was like, oh, man, he did. They, they picked him up and they said, he did. He did. Right? They looked at him. How, did, how was it known that he was dead? Somebody passed the message, right? But because somebody was in the room who was accustomed and a accustomed and um, attuned to Holy Spirit and accustomed to being so, to listening to God, he could come in with the right answer, which is what the Lord wanted to do. He's always looking to provide grace. His eyes are Mm -hmm. searching to and fro throughout the entire earth, the whole earth, looking for someone whose heart is loyal towards him, that he can show himself strong and faithful on their behalf. So then they ended it with a party, and I just love that. <laughs> right. This is the Lord. He sets the table before us in the presence of our enemies. That's what that reminds me of. Oh, you thought you were going to steal and make this trip. You thought you were going to harass Paul by making him lament and people mourn his presence by connecting it to death. And God's like, haha, they're going out of here with a party. Party. They're going to sit down and eat till the sun comes up and right. um, bless the name of the Lord even more so. And call it a day. You see, you just see how God does that when we just let him be who he is. That's it. He, he knows how to shut the devil down. He knows how to make him be quiet real quick. And we certainly can partake of that when we are just walking in, in fellowship with him. Amen. Promise? You have something to share, sir? Yes. Okay. Well, please share it, sir. And the Lord reminded me of when Paul was... Um, praying for the man that fell out the window, it didn't say that Paul was beating on the ground and screaming and pulling out his hair and begging the Lord to raise Eutychus from the dead. And the Lord's reminding me that he um had to understand that what the Lord had for him and understand that it was the Lord's will for him, for him to be healed and also that he didn't have to beg the Lord to um heal Eutychus. And... The Lord remind me of how with Paul and how with everyone else, how it didn't say that they were crying and weeping and going, oh, man, we're going to have to bury this man. And then when Paul tried to pray for him and beat him away and say, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> but it said that that um they that they didn't say this, but they agreed with Paul in order to um raise Eutychus from the dead. Eutychus. Oh, sorry. Eutychus. That's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Amen. There was agreement there, right? Yes. We know this. Here's how we can understand this. When Jesus was here naturally, right? He was in here at his earthly ministry. When he went to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead, what did he do? He put everybody else out, the whalers, 
and the mourners that were there to go, oh, she's dead, dead, dead. Oh, she's that, dead. That were speaking words of doubt he, in order the to ones create who, disbelief. Exactly. The ones mocking him when he said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. He put them out. And then he took his selected few and the parents and went in and raised the girl from the dead. Right? Yes. So we know even our master needed an environment of faith. Amen. Right? So you see we that are with not Elisha, above with Elijah, with Elijah. I mean, exactly. With, they, they put people out, they close the door behind them or shut the door to the room. And Amen and amen. Mm-hmm. An environment of faith is necessary. So the people that were present put their faith on as well. Right? They went from saying he's dead to, oh, you got the answer, Lord? Change gears real quick. Right? Yes. Amen. And to provide the arena of faith. So that's an encouragement for us as well to keep our faith turned on, even when the situation looks impossible or hopeless. Not that we're putting faith in having the outcome that we desire, but we put our faith in God for being who he is, that God will be who he is and be a good God. And when we go to him and ask him for what he's already promised us, which is he'll satisfy us with long life when we set our affections on him, then we know we'll get the answer that is right by God and that we desire, which is to see his perfect will be done in the situation. Lou Charles, you had something? Oh, I think Lil had something before I did. Um, well then, what I would like to point out was that the Lord was speaking to me about when we see here was that most times when we think of it was that it was instantly after, but we have to consider that before he was brought back to life, there was a bit of a time, bit of time. Um, for we read inside verse 11, now when he had come up, this is after he had already prayed for, um, Eutychus. Now when he had come up, had broken bread in Eden and talked a long while, even till daybreak, he departed. And they brought the young man in life, and they were not a little comforted. Meaning that this was, Paul had already departed at the point when they brought him back finally up in the room. So he, why are you making that face? Meaning that... Um. I took it as though Paul were still there for the celebration. Yes. And then he departed, but they was just filling in the, the back details of how they felt about it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that this miracle happened without Paul, because it says, verse 10, Paul went down, fell on him, and embracing him said, do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Right? So mm-hmm. he was there. and Holy prayed they, over him. Mm-hmm. And it says, when he had come up, that's the young man had broken bread and eaten. They talked a long while, even till daybreak. He departed, and then they were, um, and they had brought the young man in alive. Like, the young man ate the bread with him. That's the way that I, I took that. He got to enjoy the, the celebration as well. Yes, he fell out the window and walked back in. Mm-hmm. Amen. To, to the upper room. That's what I got out of that. But that's okay. Come on, tell me what else. Oh, well, the way I had interpreted it was that it was not instantly afterwards, meaning that there was a bit of time. I'm not saying that it was a long time, but what the Lord showed me was that most times when we think of a miracle, we think if it has to be at, happen instantly or it's not going to work. Meaning that Paul wasn't just looking for the moment he began to form the prayer that the man began to live again, but he had patience with the Lord. Not necessarily saying that, Lord, I'm, I got 30 minutes for you, Lord, so you better be moving. Amen he, to that. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, How long it took for the man to be brought up? We don't know that, that mm-hmm. it's not articulated, but um, if they sat there and waited and prayed or after, you know, like however that went, they had enough time from midnight to when he fell out the window to Paul was leaving 
at daybreak. sunrise. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and they had talked for a long time. So it, it may have taken 30 minutes or so. We don't know. And that really, that doesn't matter. Time is not an issue with God. It's mm-hmm. only an issue to humans. So however little or short, God got that thing done. And they had enough time to eat and snack, throw a party, and for Paul to leave at dawn from dawn to midnight. And, uh, and, midnight to and dawn. the fellowship together, right? And to, mm-hmm. to encourage each other and build each other up in mm-hmm. the faith. And maybe ask, what did you see <laughs> for Eutychus while you were... Um, right. Who knows? With the Lord or what happened? Yeah. But it's it's a strengthening of bonds in the Lord, first and foremost in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for providing us with your word, Lord. Just giving us the knowledge that you do everything for us, Lord, and that you don't leave anything that we ask for inside of your name, Lord, undone, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just letting us know your perfect wills, Lord, so that when we pray, Lord, our prayers are answered, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. amen. Almighty name, hallelujah. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.